2: to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And you know, today's show actually is stemming from a meeting that we had not too long ago. And when we were in this meeting.
3: Yesterday, to be exact.
2: <laughs> I know, Daddy, but when it airs, it's not going to be
3: yesterday. It was yesterday for us.
2: Okay, <laughs> well, yesterday. So in this meeting, we were talking, and this sister said, who was. An older lady said, you know, when I think about my life and the order in which it went, it was always my career, my children, then my man. So today's show is, is your career everything?
3: Or does your career come
2: first? Does your career come first? That's what we got written up there. Because when you say, does your career come first? I think there's a time that your career should come first. And that's that time when there's no family. Like there's no husband, there's no children, there's no wife. Or, you know, where it's like my focus is on my career. Mm -hmm. But I think once you get involved with a family, Mm -hmm. then the priority needs to change. Because what you see is, and the conversation we were having with that sister was, well, now she's no longer married. And she's been married four times. But because of that order, she can now understand why she may not any longer be married. Mm-hmm.
3: You look to me.
2: I look to you, Daddy.
3: Okay. Well, it's almost a thing of you have to when when we say do you put your career first, as you said, you think there's a time that you said should, there's a time that potentially you should not. But You ultimately are going to determine what's what because it's not until she got into the later stages of her life that she looked back on it based upon her saying, watching us and our interaction on a daily basis at one time and the level of respect that you had shown as a, a woman towards a man and us mutually towards each other as a couple. It spoke to her really being invested in her relationship, and she felt she was more invested in her career than her relationship. And at the end of the day, when the career has its ebbs, its flows, and so forth and so on, when you don't have your family that you actually have to rely on and trust, she kind of looked at it as she wished she had taken advantage of that then. Um, from the perspective in which she sits now. And anybody that, you know, is going through what they're going through, again, you may put it first, but based upon where you are in your life, is that the best thing to do? We're going to talk about it today. Do you
2: put your career first? And is your career everything? Like, does everything evolve around your career? Do you bring it home? Is it the conversation at the dinner table? Is it when you go out? Is everything about your career, because in just in reading books and, and biographies and autobiographies in reading Hattie McDaniel's story, she let every last one of her husbands know the business comes first. Like there's no question about it. There's no and if so, but this comes first. And when she died, she died by herself mm-hmm. without any of those husbands. And you then begin to ask yourself, what am I pouring so much into something that I can't take it with me and then if I give it everything when I get to the end of the journey who do I celebrate it with? Because I've given everything to a career.
3: You go end it like that? I look to you,
0: baby.
2: <laughs> I
3: look. Robin looks as if she wants to say something. I
1: had a 21 year career with the government but what drove me to strive for more was my children and we had to eat and we had to have some place to live. And I wanted to go on vacation and they wanted things. We were going to celebrate Christmas and we wanted to go to the movies. It, it was always them. They were, they were always first. And I still feel that way. I am not career driven. It's not, It's not about um, my job. Like, wherever I am, I'm giving 100%. But it's not like that's the thing. No, well, I'm not going to do with my kids because I have to work. Or my job means more to me than that time, you know, with my family. It has never been that important to me. I mean, it's important, but it it wasn't the thing that made me go. Like, I got to get it, get it, get it, get it. And... My relationship with my children is so much more important to me. And I think relationships are so much more important to me than any dollar, any amount of money that I could ever make in the world. If I did not have any money, but I had, I mean, I was able to meet my needs. But if I had people to genuinely, genuinely love me and be in my corner and reciprocate often, you know, I think that I'm I'm good. I am not money driven. I'm not career driven. I don't I don't have to have the fanciest things like I'm not trying to make a million dollars so I can live in the fanciest house and the fanciest car and 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 say that I got a seventy foot yacht and things like that. You know. Those things are have never ever been important to me. But to to go on a vacation with my children and we can just do whatever we want to do. Like we went to Disney World, right. and, and they were um, they were big kids. Like Brandon just graduated from high school, but we went to Disney World. We did everything with my mother. Like everything that they wanted to do, we did. And to see, you know, the the smiles on their faces and having a good time. And at the end of the day, everybody is tired, only to get up and do it the next day. That that was a reward for me. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's a reward for me, but I feel good now that I can sit back and breathe a little bit, you know, that I did not make, I, I, I gave to them what I needed to give to them as opposed to giving it all to work.
3: So basically it's almost like, uh, and appreciate that the, um, it almost seemed like the title for the show would be a little bit more, Apropos would be, do you live for your career or do you do your career so you can live?
1: Mm. You said that, um, you know, they usually put the career first and then get a family. Well, I always had a family. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's why I was scratching my face when you were saying, you know, you get the career first and then you go, well, no, I was the opposite. I always had a family. Like I don't remember when I didn't have a family. I was pretty young when my family started, right. so you know it 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 had to be them first. Everything had to be a, around them.
2: And and I think that a lot of that is missing. You know, I think because I think that the messages now get it. The messages now be a boss. The messages now be independent. Be empowered. That's the message now. But I'm not hearing the message. Be empowered to have the best family you can have. Be so independent that you're independently strong enough to say, listen, it's about my family. And now it's almost when you watch shows and you watch uh, the reality shows, it's all about being the boss. It's all about going to get it. And you really don't see the time with with us Mm -hmm. saying as families, you know what, we shutting this down. We're not talking about getting it. We're not talking about grinding. We're not talking about hustling. We're talking about we're going to play some jacks. Yeah.
3: We're talking about we're going to. So without uh, negating the reality that if you have to work, if you have to yeah. put it in, you have to put yeah. it in. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. However, there's a difference when some, I know of individuals and have had conversations with people that have said their husbands or ex-husbands or Why, well, primarily with husband and fathers growing up, they believed in just work, 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 work. And we always had, but we never saw him because in his mind, he thought that being a man was someone who worked all the time because his father from the country believed in you work. You were brought here to work. So you must work. And. When you have what you need and then you have more than what you need, I think the fear of potentially losing that, which creates people, this need for them to work as opposed to understanding that you can work and you can have all those things. But there's going to come a time where you're going to end up not working. And the relationships that at the end of your journey of work that you didn't nurture earlier on, then you find it a struggle when they don't seem nurturing of you Mm. later on. They will finance you into the old folks home because you've always provided finances for them. And this is what they know to be love. But what's going to be more important to you later on is the time that you spend with them, which is what is the important thing right now for them. So if you don't get early on, it's like, you know, the universe is an interesting place. When when you young and you a guy, you at the the you 18, 19, your nature will rise quickly. And listen, I'm you to make a damn point. Stay with me. Give it to me. Okay. But the young ladies, the, you can't, you gotta wait a minute, why is not you seem like, well, because my breast is firm and my butt is plump. And 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 you're going to have to go through a lot for this now. you 45 and okay. 50. And now the man is like, listen, I need a break. And she's saying, wait a minute now. What is wrong with you? I'm ready to go. Now, bitch, where was you at when I was 19? Okay? Where was you at? So it's one of those things where you don't have time for them when you're younger. And they don't have time for you when they're mm. older when you're older. So it's like, these are the things that we can, can consider. But you, we see too many stories of the empathy that's had and the love that's had for, um, the mom or the dad that was a single parent and the children knew mama got to work. You know, that's one thing, but it's like, this is just an observation, not a, uh, judgment of watching others. But what also spawned it was watching Oprah Winfrey. I said, the other day, they said she's going to be on 60 Minutes. Yes. And I was like, listen, that is incredible. You do movies. You own a network. And then you're going to work on another network. You got food, Weight Watchers, and all of that. And this, again, is not a knock, because we live in a world in which we don't get an opportunity to win and the focus becomes on winning. But it made me say, as it pertained to to our lives, because I understand why you want to get it. You want to make a mark in this world. You can't begrudge a person. There ain't no kids. There ain't no husband or anything of that nature. But the key for us is, listen. Work to live don't live to work yes because there's gonna come a time and by work I mean invest in something that you enjoy doing where you ain't it ain't a grind if you can you got to do what you can do until you 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 in a position where you don't have to do it but when you don't have to do it and you like are a family person and you don't have to work two jobs anymore so why are you working three? Yes. Because this is time that you could spend with your family
2: and, you know i I see some comments, and if that's Bobby Brown that's in the room saying, "Hey, Mo, hey, baby, if that is you, listen here, New edition, the movie was everything. Everything. So but someone in the in the room is saying, you know, if a man don't work, a man don't eat, and if you don't grind, and all of that is understandable. it is, but I'm gonna tell you the difference. Let's say you do have to work a 60 hour week, right? You gotta put it in. And that is your career and you're, you're trying to climb the ladder. Well, the one thing we have to keep in mind, our children didn't sign up for that. Our spouses may not, they may have signed up for it, but they're still saying we're still a team. We're still a couple. We still need our time. What happens then? And when you start saying, well, you got to understand, my career comes before anything, and I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. Well, while we're out there getting it, they out there getting it too. While we're out there getting it, your children are saying, I've got to find somewhere else to put my attention because I can't put it into you. Because every time you come home from your career, you're too tired to talk. You're too tired to cook. You're too tired to do anything because it's always about your career. So we get the grinding point. We get that. But we also understand the stories of brothers and sisters saying, I got it all. My career, I'm at the top of my game, but I have no one to share it with. And those stories are oftentimes heard from people with a whole lot of money, a whole lot of power, a whole lot of position. And they'll say, but I gave everything to this. So now when you go to say, I'm just having a bad moment, who I'm going to share it with? Who's going to talk to you, the career? So all that grinding, all that hustling, all that you did and left out
3: what you asked for. And this is not to say that everyone wants a husband and or a wife. And when we have discussions, there's a level of... Intelligence that we believe the individuals we're talking to have from a standpoint where you know what's applicable to you and what's not. There's no one way that works for everybody based upon their circumstances. However, what we are saying is if you have the ability to spend time with your family because financially you are able to do so and you elect to constantly work, it may be a situation where you can may reconsider that because The game that life seems to play is it allows us to put ourselves in a position where when we are younger and we are able to move faster than our thoughts, it allows us to see what we do. But when we get older and we don't have the same mobility and we now are stuck with collecting those thoughts, what will we think about when we get to that age? And I have a funny feeling it's about the relationships that you had not the job that you worked. Mm -hmm. It's about the interactions that you may have had even at those jobs that would have allowed you to have friends, that allowed you to have a wife, that allowed your kids to grow up and the whole nine. And again, if this doesn't apply to you, we understand completely this just doesn't uh, apply to you. But if it does, it's just conversation for consideration that perhaps um, you may want to consider... Your family first, whenever you can. You know,
2: someone just said the struggle keeps you apart. As if to say, you know, the struggle in relationships keep you apart. That's totally up to the two people. That's totally up up to the decisions that y'all make to say we're going to work through it. We're going to work together. We're going to be a team. So that struggle can either pull you closer together or further apart depending on how you want to handle that. It's like if you're faced with, you know what, they cut the lights out. They cut the lights out. We both trying to make it in our careers. We both trying to do what we got to do, but they cut the lights out. You going to be mad or you are going to get some goddamn candles and tell the children, tonight, baby, we having dinner by candlelight, that we're having a romantic dinner amongst all of us.
3: Now, <laughs> now you're not sitting in that dark because you elected— to be at home with your family and not go to work. This, ain't what we, this is not what we're telling you. Again, we got to break it down for those to be like, so that's why you got to go to work. Exactly. However, if you have been working towards it and that situation before, or, or, or came upon you, then you're able to adapt to that situation because it's as heavy as you make it. And extreme caution... We appreciate you appreciating us having this conversation because they said that they were sitting there in tears. Um, and this is all these conversations are designed to have to evoke thought because oftentimes the individuals who are watching you do what it is that you do may look at you as inconsiderate, but what it is is that you're not inconsiderate because of what you're doing. You simply did not consider. Yes. It unintentionally what it is that you're doing. And sometimes what may seem obvious once you're having the conversation is completely invisible before you had it. So this is sometimes the reason why you have to have conversations like this that may be tough. And again, we're not in a position to judge anyone and or would we say that you should. Whatever works best for you because we're all different and you know what your circumstances are. But if you're in a position and you elected to have a family, you signed up for a wife, you signed up for kids, you signed up for a husband, you sign up for your children and family. If you're in a position where you can go to the baseball game, come on. Versus I'ma take this job, we don't need it, I'ma go to the baseball game. Because there's a level of appreciation that your family's going to have for you, and then it can stop people because people are crazy. They'll take the job as opposed to going to the baseball game, but then they want to know why Lonnie and them just look at them like they're a dollar. <laughs> why did Lonnie and the kids look at me like I'm just right. a dollar? Because that's what Cause you Because that's are. what you come around with <laughs> when you come dollars. <laughs> no love, not the attention. It's all about money. Dollars. Dollars and Lonnie. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV
2: personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: You know, uh, go ahead, Tommy T. No, I- this, this thing, this, what you're saying is not popular. What you're putting out and on the radio and putting out on your Periscope and the conversation that you're giving people, this is not popular. You know, this kind of information coming as a couple... And coming as a representation of not drama, but coming as a whole individual, two people coming as one saying it's about family. Mm-hmm. Someone that has been successful in the industry and been successful in their career. And they're coming together as a family unit and saying what the importance is, is family. That's not a popular message right now. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I'm, and I'm listening to it and I'm taking it in. But at the same time, I'm recognizing and understanding that I didn't come from that kind of environment, mm-hmm. nor do I see it on the television or hear it on the radio. You don't hear this in a, in your environment. You know, you don't hear this on an everyday basis. But what you do hear is you hear, get it like you live. Mm-hmm. Go get it. And, you know, the casualties of the, of the husband and the casualties of the children— it just it's, they just have to be casualties that happens within their life. Mm-hmm. And but what I am appreciative of is that I'm in an environment that has adapted this concept and decided to say I want to spread this and put it amongst the media and put it amongst the listener ear because you don't get this, you don't get this in anything. I I, I and we appreciate
2: that. And I. The reason why it means so much for me personally, even with this show, there was a time that my career came before anything and anybody because I wanted fame so bad. It was like, listen, with Shalon, Shalon did not get the best of me. He really did not. And when we talked not too long ago, he said, You became Monique to me. You became. What everybody else Mm saw. Like, you stopped being my mother, and you Mm -hmm. became that, and I got that. Mm -hmm. Because by the career being first, when I came off the road, listen, Mm -hmm. I'm not going out back to play. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Don't don't you see what I'm providing for us? Mm -hmm. So you got to understand, I'm not going up to the school to no PTA meetings. I'm not doing any of that because Mm -hmm. my career. And because my career is what it is, I got to pay for all of this. I got to make sure we can do all of this. So you just got to understand. Well, now at 26 years old and I'm 49 years old, we don't really have a relationship because what I had was my career, but I wasn't taking the time out to be a mother. I was a mother in the words of, you know, you have everything you need. You have your mm-hmm. the roof and the clothes and the food and you got all the latest shit, baby, because I can afford it. We can do it. Let's go. But to say, do you know me? No. Because it was the career. So the reason why we're having these conversations is to say, sisters, and I can speak to the sisters. Mm -hmm. I understand that thing about going to get it. Mm -hmm. I understand about grinding. I understand about whatever it takes I do because I was Mm her. What I'm saying to you is if you don't change your mind, then guess what? You'll be me. At 49 years old or 50 years old with a child or children that says, as Sydney was saying earlier, we're going to give you what you gave us. And there are times I do want to get in my feelings about it. There are times I want to be, oh, my goodness. Like, But he gives me what I give him and what I've given him. It's like this is what I know to give you back. Do we love each other? Yes. But we know it, it was almost like my career was so what it was. It was an irritation if I needed to step outside of that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you need me to do what? Like, I gotta read the script. I gotta know my lines when I go on tomorrow. That was the most important thing. I'm glad I was given a second chance because people will say, Girl, where you been? I've been being a mother, I've been being a wife. I've, I've been sowing that seed to say, when I get to the end of this rainbow, I hope I'm at least 100. When I get there, I'm hoping. That's
3: me greedy. but they get it. Daddy, get that I, get to it. I am down with you. Get you that you going to get there with me? Now, I don't know that. But I said I'm down for Come you to get to on 100. Now, I'm down for you to but be 100. When
2: that. I get there, my, I can guarantee you my thoughts won't be the night I got an Oscar my thoughts won't be the day I got the call for the parkers my thoughts won't my thoughts won't be of what my job was mm-hmm. i would want my thoughts to be of me and sydney's first kiss and, and and my children coming out of school of my family that i take with me so these conversations i had not to judge nobody but to say i done walk through it
3: and um we, we were, Monique and I were watching TV along with that experience and we were watching the Steve Harvey show. And and watching the Steve Harvey show was, this particular show was his birthday. And he was on stage and I believe Martha Stewart was there. She asked him, what was your wish? And his family had come up on stage, his wife, his children, his grandchildren, and they were up on stage. And Martha Stewart said, What was your wish, Steve? He said, I wish I was a billionaire. And I said to myself, with no judgment for that cat, because that was that man's wish. And if you hear his story and how he came up, there's a reason that he aspires to be a billionaire. So and He's overcome some challenges to be where he is, so he earned it. However, for me, I looked at it when he said with his wife, with his children, and his grandchildren on stage, on his show, when he wished to be a billionaire, I thought to myself, why would you ask for a pay cut? Because what you have on stage is beyond being a billionaire however that's in my humble opinion that's what I looked at for our family that it's not about working to death it's about working smartly so that you can spend the time with your family until death
2: you know y'all I gotta share this with y'all I remember one time it was some years ago and Sid and I had first gotten together Right. And so that the world knows, Sid fought me for a long time to I'm like, listen, you need to be my manager. And he was like, I'm not doing that shit like you manage yourself like you. You know what you want to do and you don't want to do like I ain't doing that. And I'm like, Daddy, but I've never seen anybody handle conversations and people the way you do. And so we had a meeting at BET. This was years ago. Right. And this is before the Monique show. Everything. And we're having this meeting, and, you know, the, the brothers that was the uh, presidents at the time, they were saying, we know, we want you to do this and this and this and this. So when we get outside of the meeting, Sydney says to me and to my brother at the time, he says, listen.
3: Who was your manager?
2: Who was my manager? He said, what you won't <laughs> be doing is working every snowball stand. That's not what you'll be doing. And I looked at him almost like, what you mean? Like, that's what I do. And if— and he said, when do you have time for anything else? And they'll tell you everything you want to hear so that you're at every snowball stand, you're at every party. That's not what you're going to be doing. And initially, I didn't get it because I felt like, what you trying to take, What, what you what would what, well, you want me to work? Not like, you know, goddamn racehorse. Not so you're going to work so much that by the time you come home, you're no good to your family. No. And it it took me a minute to get it.
3: And don't work like a racehorse, or like a mule. Work like a thoroughbred. Come on, then. Because it's a difference in the treatment of a mule <laughs> and a goddamn thoroughbred. <laughs> they get the blanket and shit all on them. Addie, you see, <laughs> they get the walking and brushing them and shit. While they taking gentle jogs and shit. Uh, goddamn mule is over there eating <laughs> hay with a damn bucket <laughs> on his head. So, so, what we're
2: saying is, is your career everything? Is it everything? And do you put that career first? Because every story that I've read so far, and, and I can't say all of them, but the ones that I've read so far, for the ones that put the career first, they left lonely. For the ones that put their families first, they left surrounded by their families. And, you know, sitting out, looking at each other, and say, we don't want it all. We don't want it all because to have it all, you got to work all the time.
3: Well, to have it all, there would be none for others. Well,
2: come on then.
3: It's like to be in a position where, I, I, again, they, they keep saying we're going to make a, America great again. America was great before it was called America. And the mindset of the Native Americans, just like the traditional Africans were, don't kill up all the motherfucking buffalo just because you can take what you need. And when you have what it is that you need, there's nothing wrong with luxury. There's nothing wrong with having a little more than you need, but there's something wrong with continually, continually uh, trying to get way more and neglecting your family in the process when you have more than what you need. So again, we talking to those folks that are saying I got more than what I need. I got a plenty. And she like, what, where are you going now to get more? <laughs> That's a bitch who already drunk.
2: But she said, bring me some more of that A&J. Where are you trying to get to? You have already told all your secrets, bitch. You done pulled your panties down. Why do you want more to drink?
3: You know? Why? We're talking about it, y'all. We are talking about it. And it's also, someone said that, you know, it's corporate, that people are wanting to work and do what they do. There are stories that go back hundreds of thousands of years written on cuneiform text speaking about that we had slave DNA that is designed for us to have for goals with the Anunnaki. And if you look throughout history, it's been about work. It's been about mankind trying to enslave mankind to uh, uh, do something for free. It's about us continually trying to get something for nothing. How do we... Take advantage of the next person. Work, work, work. The only way you're going to make something out of yourself is work, 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 work. As opposed to no one considered, are you enjoying what mm-hmm. you're doing? Are you enjoying what you're doing? Because then it doesn't become work. It becomes a commitment that you are going to every day, but you enjoy. And it doesn't seem like work. Because when people say, I'm on a grind. Look at anything that grinds together. That means you're wearing it down. Come on. So when we look at the language in which we use, psychologically, we're wearing ourselves down by saying, I'm on a grind. It sounds smooth, but it's not really smooth because being on a grind is you wearing yourself down. And if you believe yourself to be on a grind, but this is what you have to do, say something else. I'm putting it in. I'm putting in the work but don't say, I'm on the grind, because you believe it. You'll start believing you're on the grind, and you're thinking that what you have to do is grind. And when you we call it a sacrifice, we got to sometimes sacrifice and do things. Is it a sacrifice? As much as it is, it's a way of life for the moment until we can get where we need to go. And when, again, we're not saying that they're not times in your life where you have to choose to put you first in order to bring the money in. We're saying when you've brought the money in and you've got it, it's time to put your family first. Mm. If you have a family or at the very least, consider. Consider. And then Sky Diva says grind equals doing what you do. You can love it, too. Yes, you can. But typically, when you hear people saying, I'm on a grind, it doesn't sound like that's something that they love doing. It sounds like they, for me, does, does it sound like it to you? It sounds like it's a grind. Like, I'm out here grinding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get it. It's like I'm trying to, yeah. When you hear, when you look up the definition of grind, you see sparks and shit coming up <laughs> wow. from it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: But I was... It wasn't. I didn't have that mentality. Like I was wearing myself down. You know what I mean? You know I was at work all the time. But, but I, at I, the same time, there was a balance. Uh, a balance that I developed to be able to be available to to play as well. Then you know it what I'm saying? like. So then what it, it sounds it a, like.
3: You were putting in the necessary work. Because yeah. I've never because heard you call yourself no, a no, grind. Beca- because I not say that,
1: but you but don't for, complain about but shit. For the average. No, I didn't complain. Cause, That's what because 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 I chose. All the things that were happening in my life, they were all my choices. So, listen, I didn't look to anybody else to deliver me. Right, you know what I mean. Being
3: so, on the grind, grind sounds like that I'm forced to do something that I really. Yeah, am I, just never to. Exactly. I, right. I never felt forced. So, exactly, I never felt forced at all. As opposed to, as opposed to whatever it is that you have to do, despite the fact that it may not be what you want to do. If you're doing it, look at it as it's an opportunity for you to get to the next place you need to be and you're taking advantage of it. But we are bound by the words that we speak and we don't realize how they affect us um, overtly, subliminally, and to constantly say things like I'm on a grind. Almost put yourself in a position where I got to do what I got to do. And it doesn't sound like you're going to as opposed to. Man, I'm putting in the work. Putting yeah, I was, in the work. I was yeah. always at
2: work. Yeah, I'm putting in the work. <laughs> but that's not, you were at work. Yeah. But you took your kids on vacation. Yeah. But you took, you went to, so right. yeah. you worked for the ne- necessity of, my babies did come first. I witnessed that. It was like, we going on vacation. They ain't never missed no Christmas. They ain't never missed no nothing. They had them high dollar sneakers, as you were calling them high dollar. J- <laughs> so, so it was, you put in the necessary work. And I think that, like, My daddy was saying we get it confused. You know what I'm saying? It's like you enjoy Social Security. Now I know people that work in Social Security, and that shit is like, oh, I got to go in this goddamn place. You're about one of the few people. You're probably the only person that I know that's ever spoken of it positively. But you've spoken of any job you've had like that. So it wasn't a a matter of, oh, I got you. were. I'm a proud mother. I'm a young mother. I'm not ashamed, embarrassed. What I got to do, let me get it. So that's what made the difference. And go ahead, baby.
3: I was just going to say, and being cousins, y'all DNA, y- your situations were similar, though, different in the sense that you both learned early that if it is to be, it's up to me. And y'all weren't looking to depend on anyone. That's the reason why. It is difficult for women like you when somebody extends a hand to accept what they're offering you because you're so used to doing it by yourself, you know, and then you you realize, well, shit, this person is coming around. This is what I wanted all along and, you know, the whole nine. So, again, it's a difference between someone who has that spirit where, yo, I'm fortunate enough to be able to say I put in 20 years at the government. And still young enough to roll on out and start another chapter in my life. And I spent this time w- with my family. That is correct what you said. That's called balance. That is that is why the relationships, the conversations you had with your sons is like, that's you that girl. You know what I mean? Not just mom, <laughs> you that girl. Okay, mom Dukes, Okay. <laughs> so, so, you know. Oh, so, um,
2: someone put that. And there's a sister in here, and it's Dub. And I don't, I think I'm saying her name correctly, Dub. And she was saying, "Um, I got married, got a divorce, because he didn't understand that my dreams come first. And then she just put, two, any man I get with, he's going to have to understand my dreams come first. So is that man not a part of the dream? And that's what we're getting so used to, sisters. We're getting so used to, I can do it by myself. And my dreams, my dreams. You know what was cute today? I'm just going to share a cute moment with y'all. So I was in my closet. Sid was in his closet. And he was walking across the bathroom. And I just chuckled. And he was like, Mama, what you chuckling at? And I was like, you so cute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so <silly. laughs> like 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 that's my dream like that's my husband is my fantasy like when you when i fantasized about a man and who i thought this oh, man would be man. Damn. but um, but that's what it okay. is so when you but have but
3: i'm here to hear that
2: okay baby we'll oh, a myself so when you see and you read our sister saying he got to understand my dreams come first Do we see how far we're pushing our families back? And when someone puts, well, sometimes it's unfair to sacrifice your dreams for your family. When you got the right family, you can have all of that. Your dreams and whatever it is, because you're sharing your dreams. With your dream.
1: But but say that though. This is okay, all right y'all. This is what it is that I'm I'm trying to do, okay? And you know, say that to your family so that they share that with you. Yes. And when you do accomplishment and they understand, okay, not accomplishment, but when you do accomplish it, they're there with you like Oh my god, mommy was going to school. She was studying right, all night. Right. We we watched her study and here we are. It was a tough four years, but we stuck it out together. Include your your family, yes. your mate, people around you, people that love you and care about you because you do need that support. But include them in that in your mission so that they know and when you are feeling like you're by yourself and you you you're really not. You can call someone and say, "Girl, listen, this has been so hard," and you get that encouraging word from your friend to say, "Oh, you got it. You got it. You got this. You studying. Can I get you something? Can I can I cook a meal for you? Can I can I help you with your kids? You know, let people know what it is that you're striving for. The people that you care about and you trust. But to get that support so that you're not standing alone at the end of 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 what it, whatever it is that you're trying to get to or when you get to the top, you're not looking around standing there by yourself.
2: And be open for the support. Be open to that. Because a lot of this reality that I'm watching, and I'm telling y'all, sometimes I'll be like, I ain't going to watch it, but then I, God (laughs) damn it. A lot of those relationships are so separate. And TV is magical, y'all. That television can sway our opinions and our thoughts in ways that you don't even realize you've taken this shit into your home, but you see a lot of separate situations. I got mine, you got yours. My bank account, your bank account. My business, your business. So then you're saying we do have separate dreams. We do have, we, we're we married, but we're single because we're living separate lives. Now, I'm not saying if you say, you know, when we got together, my dream was to be a lawyer and my dream was to be, Uh, 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 a football player. Now, you don't know nothing about football, you don't know nothing about the law, but my support comes in, let me rub you down, because I know your body tired. His support comes in, her support comes in, let me give you some hot coffee, baby. And you start
3: learning about what one another does. It's not like you keep it separate. We live in a world in which it's every man for themselves, and woman, including in our own household. Mm. That's the reason why it appears that Uh, you're doing things all alone. And there's a level of pride that people are under the impression that you're supposed to have because you've done things all by yourself. Be appreciative if you were in a situation where no one elected to help you out, but you still managed to fight through it and you did it on your own. But typically the people that are under the impression that they did it on their own are the ones that are least observant because there's no one who does it on their own someone had to say yes you built the store and you started but the consumers that came in they said yes I will buy from you the the manufacturer yes I will sell yes I will get the loan you though you may have walked alone along the struggles they were always individuals that help you because we don't live in a world that's by ourselves And there's this part of our ego that sometimes finds this grandeur in being able to say, I've done it all alone. But then when you carefully analyze your life, you say, actually, I'm blessed enough to say I didn't do it alone. Mm -hmm. That's where the real blessing came in because you start seeing that you may be Monique, but when you go out on the road, the one thing that I enjoy hearing when I come back is the stories of the <laughs> shit that happened on the road. And what y'all don't understand is y'all may see Monique on stage at the show, but the real show happens behind the show. <laughs> Riving Tommy, Mr. Roosevelt, John Tonex, and the master ceremonies out this motherfucker. Monique. <laughs> oh, baby. Be wildin'. So when you, when you, (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things, when you experience that, and I've had the opportunity to see Monique go from being in a five-star, being in a situation with their motels that their gentlemen that had followed her from the show outside the window, and they like, you can hear him. She like, nigga, you hear him? That's what she called me, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Nigga, nigga, do you hear? You hear that? What's that? That's them niggas outside my window. I done told them to stop giving me motels that the outside is connected to it. And we said, well, one day, you ain't going to have to deal with that. And that one day is today, though you still choose to go (laughs) the the rest of this thing. That's how we keep it real. But at the same time, to be able to see it And appreciate what it is that she does and to have these conversations because what I do what inspires me is people human beings uh, life and you don't have to necessarily be a human being you can be a living entity and what drives me is to see everyone treating living entities with love and with respect so if there are any Arcturians listening, any Reptilians, any people from other planets, ain't nothing but love from us because we know you out there and shit. Y'all just trying to keep it on secret. And I understand because niggas is wild. I wouldn't come out even based <laughs> upon how folks are. But at the end of the day, when you have a relationship with someone that you care about, it's just like being intimate with them. There was a time where you say... I went for mine. Women and men, I got mine. Yes. But when you're in a relationship with someone you care, you're interested in them being taken care of. That comes along with the territory as to what you do so that you ain't being nagged because they're telling you about your their day. Because them telling you about their day is them telling you about them, their experiences, how you how they feel, and how you receive that is telling them about you. And vice versa. And when you become enjoined in a way where I'm looking forward to hear what Mr. Roosevelt did, I'm looking forward that what did Tommy say to him? <laughs> Robin, I know Robin with the John Tone X is wild. To hear the stories about the fans that are out there in the show, cause she come home and tell me about y'all.
2: But before I even get home, okay this is the running joke, Daddy. This is the running joke in the car on the way back to the hotel. So as soon as I come off stage and I get back to the dressing room, I call. And I say, hey, Daddy, we just got finished the show. I call you as soon as we get back to the room, right? So when we hang up, I be like, y'all, he sound really sleepy. So so, so I'm probably going to go to bed as soon as we get back to the room. Baby, I will get back to that room, and I don't know what Sid has done from the time I I called him from that club to that (laughs) hotel room. Then we're going to talk on the phone for about two, two and a half hours. And it gets so cute because he'll say, Mama, you going to sleep? No, I'm not. I'm right here. I'm right here. But the point I'm making is we make that time for each other we make that time for each other though we always had before we were even girlfriend boyfriend husband wife we've always had those type but that's how when people say what's the balance what do you do that's when you start figuring it out when you when you don't give it all to really people you don't know you give your you give all of it and then when you come back to the people that you know you have nothing left to give and, and you don't- and and you don't know them, the people that you live with, and you don't know them. So it's to take a break and take a moment and say, let me make sure that when I get to the end of my journey, what memories do I want to have? Because it's us, up to us to create them right now. It's We got to create the memories, not, well, should I just throw it? I, and, and I know some entertainers. Baby, listen, when they come up off that road— Ain't no conversations to be had. I ain't cooking shit. I ain't doing nothing. I'm tired. I brought the money home. Wow. That's it. And then you get to a place where it's five years later. That relationship is done. The kids have gotten older. You're still bringing the money home, but then you really have nobody to share it with.
3: And hi, Miss Chick. We saw you. We love you back. Um, That's all right. But how cute. I kept seeing you do like this. Like, I kept seeing you wave. Yeah, well, I was wanting to be polite to, so. to, yeah. Well, I was waiting for you to finish. Well, That's they baby. That no, 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 no. But um, <laughs> <laughs> for, for us, it's one of those things where in any relationship, oftentimes you see the smiles and the happiness and all that. But what folks do, don't tell you it is. there's a level of commitment to work that you have to put in. That's all. And when you're willing to put the work in, you're just saying to that person, you're worth me working for to get things right. Mm. And when you're lucky enough to have that, then you're justified in working towards it. It's when you question it. And not because they've done anything for you to question it. It's that feeling of, how can I get invested in this person and give up all of myself towards them? But if you sometimes don't commit all the way, how do you know what it could, what it can be? And you're expecting them to commit all the way. Because if you are both not willing to commit all the way, then why are you going through the motions of acting like you're a couple?
2: Because that's what oftentimes a lot of people see. You just go through the motions. And some people go to their graves in relationships that they just went through the motions and never really experienced what it was to be a true teammate, to truly be in love. Like you, you spend your whole life in a what the perception is, but not what the reality is. And that's a painful ride. Sid, do a show. On, oh. on
3: where you teach men yeah on how to be supportive
2: it, it this is the show right <laughs> this is the show right here
3: and but it's a it's a mutual thing again i think sometimes the difficulty that we have as couples is that one of the couple is in the room and we're not having these conversations together as a couple so that they can bounce off of you mm-hmm. and your significant other, because we start thinking that the way we act is oftentimes specific to how a man acts or a woman, and the truth of the matter is, is specific in, in to the individual that you're dealing with, not to the sex or the, the the person that you're talking about. And
2: I think we try to group that in.
3: We often time because yeah. we live in a world of labels. And when we're able to start looking at the spirit and energy of individuals, which takes a different level of scrutiny, where you can just see somebody and you're like, oh, look at him. I know he's a, I know she, you might be right, you might be wrong. But to look deeper is to be able to see what's in that person's spirit and energy. And when you have someone and you said, I dig you, why not invest in one another like you dig them? Because we oftentimes have this embarrassment. Like I'm not gonna let them know I love them and and, and shit more than they love me. Mm. What as opposed to is is there a measurement? And also,
1: what about um, the differences in in the way that we do things? You know, support can be different. Support mm-hmm. could be. Sitting out front waiting for you to come home, not necessarily saying, um, how was your day? Or, oh, I'm you some bath water. You know, th- just accepting the differences in the way that we do things as individuals. You know what I mean? Like, I might be the one to say, let me rub your feet, but you're not that one to say, I'm going to rub your feet, but I'm a um leave your slippers at the door or something like that, you know, just accepting the the support in whatever form that it comes, but to communicate to your partner, you know, what it is that you may need, but receive what it is that they, that they do give you and give them the opportunity to do their best or, or receive their best, but, but communicate and say, you know, this is, well, I appreciate that. And, I don't know. Say what it is that you need because we don't automatically The
3: ultimate thing in what you said was because just to receive what somebody may be doing for you because they do it in a different way and accepting it along with them communicating why they do what they do and you understanding it, that's the key, the communication as to what you like. See, I'm disinterested in receiving flowers for my birthday you give me some candy, and I would like that. <laughs> give me a, a sugar coated snack treat, a Kit Kat, uh, a gummy worm, something. Okay, yeah. I don't want no goddamn flowers. I don't care about no flowers. What? But Monique, she don't care about no flowers either. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can bring out a big ass bouquet of flowers. I done seen it. She would look at them. This is part of my man. And my wife. <laughs> she like candy too, but it's one of those things where if. No, if, baby. But if someone likes something different from what you like, the key is you understand that because you've had the conversation about it. It's not just your girlfriend or your homeboy saying, well, look, Irma, she don't burn your shit up, man. So that's her way of you she loves you. It's like you heard from Irma the reason why I love you is because I don't, you know, I don't burn your shit up. So then y'all work that out and you accept that. (laughs) That baby said, I have trouble telling
2: my man what I like romantically. I don't know why. I understand. Mm
3: -hmm. And again, these things come with time, Mm -hmm. but ask a weird ass question. Here's a weird question to ask you your significant other, how intimate do you want to be with me in our relationship? How intimate would you like to be with me in our relationship? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. That's not the girl but What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> you said it
1: with a
3: smile. Yeah. Yes. What do you mean by that? I mean, how much are you interested in sharing with me in this relationship? Because... If you ask me anything, I'll tell you. So how far would you like to go? Just so I understand where you're trying to go in this relationship. Because these are conversations of trust building. Yes. Because you're now opening up that individual's mind to the potential of what your relationship could be. Because you've stated it as opposed to them walking around with a preconceived notion of what they believe their relationship is going to be. And then Gay Lady said, I think it's because of coming off being too freaky, not even sexually. See, when you say too freaky, here's the thing. What if you did come off too freaky for this individual? That may mean... That that individual may not be that one for you because you may be sitting there talking to someone that's saying to themselves, I don't want to come off as too freaky, but I really would like to lick her. And you're supposed to say, now shut your <laughs> mouth. And I say, I wasn't gonna say it. So get that. <laughs> so it's one of those things where you won't know until you ask, and you would be surprised to find out that. This person may feel the same way, but at the very least, if you feel a certain way and you are into one another, you owe it to that person to share what you feel. Yes. That's the problem. Don't leave this life being embarrassed about what makes you up, what you dig. Surround yourself with people that would, would say, listen, that ain't what I'm into, baby. Listen, I don't want you to put your finger there, okay? <laughs> And I'm glad you did ask me that because that's the only shit that'll get you knocked out, baby. No. Don't, don't put your finger down on the do brown it. brown. Don't do that to me. You get banged in the mouth now. I ain't about no violence and shit. I don't believe that, but it was just a foot like Nick but on my elbow. On so, the brown, brown. so on the brown brown, don't touch that now. Stay away from that now. Okay? So... I'm glad you asked me that. Oh, Cause how would you have known? You wouldn't. But then there's some gentlemen out there that say, listen, I'm I'm okay with that. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you had the conversation. Okay? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> That's enough. Mm. She wrapping me up. She gave me the rap side. <laughs> okay then. Ho oh, babies, listen. And this shit. <laughs> came from like, this shit came from see we end up traveling this went from do you put your career first and then went to do you put don't your career brown first brown. or do you put your red first okay
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you be the judge
2: don't touch the brown brown take us home baby I'ma do it daddy listen here if y'all really enjoy this show, please tell a friend to tell a friend and tell another friend. Go to play.it and click on Monique and Sydney's open relationship every Monday, brand new shows.
3: And you know what? I'm I'm really glad we had this show today, Daddy. Me too. And Lafayette, we kept seeing you come up. Hey to you. Thank you. She said, Monique, I love you and your co-host. I appreciate that. Oh. <laughs> but damn it, she, that's what she said now. It ain't no all. That's what I'm. A, that was sweet, baby. Give me a kiss. Mm. Mm. That's too long now. We're being sexual now in front of the people. Oh, don't want to offend them now. Come on, take us home. You know
2: what, y'all? My smile so big right <laughs> now. I can't it, daddy. Take us home. Oh, baby. You know, um, this show was doing exactly what we hoped that it would do, and that's changing hearts and opening up minds. I know it is for me. So my name is Monique,
3: and thank you for tuning in to the Monique and Sydney open relationship. And Daddy, I was going to say it. Okay. If
2: I say my name is
3: Monique, and then you say my name is Sydney, and then you say the mind is like a parent. No, baby, like, that's, that's not what, what I was going to say. And then, known, then I was going to say, I know you on the streets. And this is Monique and Sydney's oh, open relationship, okay. baby. Don't no, come okay. on now. No, all right, now we're going to take it back in front of the audience because that's family. They don't mind. Go ahead. take it yeah. back. It's like go ahead, take it on, say it now. My yeah. name
2: is Monique, and my name is Sydney, and this is Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no
3: good unless it's open. Get it? We love y'all for free. Ow! Yeah, my baby, nothing.